Well, it's the economy, stupid. Hi, no, I'm not calling you stupid. It's, it's, it's an old one, manufactured by the Clinton administration. When things got rough, when Bill was trying to get reelected, which he did, of course, uh, they determined accurately that the people at the end of the day, right, left, they're looking at the economy. They are looking at the economy, and the economy is not rosy. So, hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here is The Brian Sussman Show. More on me at briansussman.com, my Facebook page, Brian Sussman Show, and then my daily dose of inspiration at Brian Sussman Show. That's on Instagram. Let's begin with this. Let's see if this rocks your boat at all. I'm curious how you're going to respond to these facts and these figures. In the United States of America, our national debt is now $31 trillion. This this will never be cured. The only thing that's going to cure this is calamity. Uh, It's just, it's awful, friends. $31 trillion. You can't wrap your brain around that. So how about this? The debt per citizen not resident, per citizen. That comes out to $94,000. Debt per taxpayer, because a lot of citizens don't pay taxes. You know, we've got children who don't pay taxes. Uh, Sometimes you may have a a couple. One works, the other doesn't. Maybe a retired person. Debt per taxpayer, $247,000. So we're completely upside down. You'll, if you want to know just how upside, how upside down we are in terms of federal tax revenue, well, we've got, you know, basically for this year, we've had $4 trillion come in. Okay, $4 trillion. Revenue per citizen, about 13000 But... How are we ever going to make up for this $31 trillion? So that's where we start. In terms of the largest budget items, Medicare, Medicaid. Medicare, Medicaid, Medicare, the budget is $1.5 trillion. Social Security, almost as big. The defense budgets after that, $783 billion. The interest on our debt, because we got to pay interest on this, right? That's a half a trillion. So the four largest budget items, Medicaid, Medicare, Social Security, defense, and then interest on the debt. We are, we are just, we're in trouble. And you have these absolute buffoons on both sides of the aisle in D.C. doing nothing about it. When they've had their opportunity, they haven't done anything. Okay, let me just begin with this. Let's start with White House Republicans. Where are they in all of this? The problem with White House Republicans is when they could have voted for debt ceilings in the past. In other words, they've said, "Okay, this is the ceiling. We're not going to raise it. I know our budget's about to supersede this, but we're not going to raise the debt limit. We're going to hold tight. And we, as representatives of the people, got to start cutting. Well, They've had their, their chances, and they've, they've done nothing. 
And so now they're starting to talk tough and they're going to start acting like they're doing something because you've got Biden in the White House spending money like a madman. You've got the Senate Democrats who want to raise the debt ceiling. So now they're in a position where they can look good before their constituents and say, we we stood in the gap. We're going to make sure this budget ceiling holds. And now you have White House Press Secretary Jean-Pierre, Jean-Pierre, whatever her name is, claiming yesterday that House Republicans are manufacturing a debt limit crisis. Well, you know, in a way they are because the House passed a bill to increase the debt limit to avoid default. So you know what? For maybe the first time ever, I'm sort of agreeing with her. House Republicans passed a bill to increase the debt limit in order to avoid default, to which I would say default. We've got to do something here. You people are spending our money like crazy. Look at all of the billions of dollars we're giving to Ukraine. Unaccounted for. Friends, you may have some very, very strong feelings about what's going on in Ukraine. I certainly do as well. But we don't have the kind of money to be throwing at this situation because please understand when we give money to these other countries, rarely is there any fiscal accountability. It goes into the hands of who knows who. This is sickening what's happening in this country. You know, uh, a guy that I've interviewed on this podcast, but more than that, I, I interviewed him every week for gosh, the better part of 20 years, it's Steve Moore, the economist Steve Moore. Some of you know him. He appears on a lot of the TV shows. He's got uh, real thick wire rim glasses. He's, <laughs> he's got bushy hair. He always sort of looks like he's squinting, and he's just the nicest guy in the world. Well, he's a brilliant economist. He says in an article that came out on Breitbart, Biden is making Americans poorer with reckless spending. Listen, it's reckless. The policies of the Biden administration have caused the explosion of inflation that has left so many Americans with less spending power. For the two and a half years that Biden has been in office, the average American family, now listen to this, because I, I think you'll be able to relate to this. Average American family has lost about $4,000 of income in terms of purchasing power. How does that square with your family? I'm talking about the cost of food. I'm talking about the cost of gasoline, you know, necessities. We're talking necessities. Um, if there's a necessity, you need like a tool. Have you seen how much the prices of tools have gone up? Anything with metal, it's gone through the roof. For that matter, lumber for construction projects. So on the average, the American family's lost about $4,000. And this is because of the policies that President Biden has put in place that are allowing for rapid inflation, and at the same time, stagnation, which slows down the economy, slows down supply chains, etc. It's making Americans poor. This, this inflation did not happen by accident. This was a direct result of Joe Biden coming in and spending more money than any administration has ever spent in the past, $6 trillion in this particular case. We're dumping money out of the windows into these countries. We're going in with helicopters and basically just dumping the money out. And it's, it's appalling. 
but that's where we are. And quite frankly, the only Republican, well, the only Republican in the Senate who really has talked a consistent game about this for years is Rand Paul, and before that, his dad, Ron Paul, who was in Congress, who was in the House of Representatives. But prior to that, the lightning rod himself was the guy that talked about this frequently and said, we've got to do something. And he was even willing to allow us to go into default. And that was Donald Trump. He was willing to close down the government, shut the government down to get things done in D.C. Because he's a businessman and he realizes as a businessman, this, friends, is not, is not sustainable. Now, the Federal Reserve, which is legally charged with maintaining price stability in the marketplace, has so far fallen behind the curve. Because, quite frankly, and this is what Steve Moore said, this is painful, but when the Biden administration kept up its reckless spending, they were not raising interest rates. They were keeping those interest rates artificially low. The, the big problem with the Fed, the big problem with Jerome Powell was the fact that they didn't do anything two years ago when things were starting to spin out of control financially. Now, I'm not for higher interest rates. But at some point in time, the piper is going to have to be paid, and that will be done through higher interest rates, among other things. And who knows what those other things may look like? Because the, the Federal Reserve's a bank. And bankers want to get paid back. They don't like default. You know, Larry Kudlow, who hosts an excellent program on Fox Business, said that Fed Chair Powell should urge Congress and the White House to stop spending and borrowing so much. I would love to see Powell come out and just say that. Congress, you got to quit spending. Congress, somebody needs to give them a 101. You're not going to get it from the White House. You'll get it from Trump on the stump. But that's about it. So that's where we are right now. And this is incredibly, incredibly troubling. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about the debt ceiling for just a bit more. And by the way, I'm so glad you're with me on this podcast. Because this freedom, when the economy fails, when the economy stalls, when inflation hits, it impacts freedom. It impacts liberty. It provides an opportunity for the Democrats to get this, their claws in further with their fixits. Now, Senate Republicans reaffirmed that they will not vote for a debt ceiling raise. This is ahead of this pivotal White House meeting with congressional leaders. Joe Biden, Kevin McCarthy, Speaker of the House, Democrat leaders, um, they're going to meet at the White House today, this afternoon, they're going to discuss this potential debt ceiling compromise. So, but, but here's the deal. It will be a compromise. And you know who's going to compromise? Not the Democrats. They never do. The Democrats never compromise. It's going to be the Republicans folding. The Democrats never compromise on anything. They stick to their guns. They'll talk about unity, but in order to become unified, they want the Republicans to do the unifying. Yeah, ding, ding. So that's the church of what's happening right now, friends. It's just amazing 
how the Republicans are going to be the ones doing the caving as per usual. And, and who takes it in the chops? Well, of course, it's the people. The Senate Republican Conference is united behind the House Republican Conference in support of spending cuts and structural budget reform. But guess what? None of this is going to happen until you get a president in the White House who understands what time it is with all of this debt. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this afternoon. And I'll just give you a prediction. If there's any bending, if there's any compromising, it will be with the Democrats not with the Republicans. And it's just, a, it's just a shame because we the people deserve so much more. Again, if you look at that budget and you see just how much we're spending on a regular basis, it, it makes you want to cry. So the question is, what are you doing with your own money? How are you preparing yourself and your family for what's ahead. I don't have the magic answer on that one. I don't. I know a lot of times we talk about purchasing gold and we talk about purchasing silver and that's not a bad idea because a portion of your portfolio should always be in precious metals. And if you do go down that route, I would just, this is not an advertisement, uh, but it is an advertisement. Just call my friends at desertgoldexchange.com. Go to their website, desertgoldexchange.com. Cash on hand is probably not a bad idea, but when they move us to all digital, then what do we do? I suppose there'll always be a market for cash, but they'll probably make that market illegal. And the reason why, by the way, they want to go to digital, and I'm not talking Bitcoin, the reason why they want to go to a digital currency is because they can um, clean up, that they'll be able to better track money to make sure that even the bad guys are paying their taxes. They're going to do this to make sure people don't go into debt spending. They're going to be doing this to make sure that if you owe the government money, they've got access to your digital bank account. There's a number of reasons for this, and none of them has to do with freedom. None of them has to do with liberty. It's all more of a government intrusion into our lives. They want to go digital. This is something the World Economic Forum has been very, very open about. Of course, the other arena that's been hurt by all this is the housing market. This is a terrible time to be trying to sell a house right now, as some of you may indeed be aware. Why? Well, because of these interest rates. Again, why are we experiencing these incredible interest rates? It's because the debt has gone up so much. This is all the fault of the politicians, both sides of the aisle, the politicians, Trump tried to bring sanity to this market, and he was shoring things up nicely. But then the election occurred. The Democrats got their, they got to dig their little creepy fingers in. So, as a result, home buying affordability remains constrained as elevated mortgage rates and low inventory keep prices high, leading prospective home buyers to delay decisions to enter the market, or if they do enter the market, they've got to have a very competitively priced house, which means they've probably lost some, some equity. <laughs> Mortgage payment to income ratio is now higher. That's really all you need to know. Mortgage payment to income ratio is higher due to increasing home loans, rising mortgage rates, decreased earnings, 
less less buying power. We just talked about that $4,000 a year that you've lost because of inflation. We need help, friends. We need serious help. We need these politicians in D.C. to wake up. So in the meantime, you know, I'm trying to look at the cup half full, but it's very difficult, isn't it? Because you've got these fiscal, these fiscal uh, numbskulls running the show in D.C. We deserve so much better. We, the people, deserve so much better. I remember the Tea Party movement was going on. Tea Party was all about budget, um, conservatism, less taxation. We need that Tea Party movement to resurge. And of course, who was the queen of the Tea Party movement? Well, God bless her, it was Sarah Palin. But she's been so misaligned in large measure because she was for things like that. We need somebody to step forward. We need this movement to get off the ground right now because, friends, the election really and truly is not that far off for the White House. This nation's in a pickle. So with that in mind, God bless you, my friends. I am praying for this nation, and I hope you will do the same. Sometimes that's all we can do is just get on our knees and say, God, please give us mercy. Give us better leadership. May these people in D.C. wake up. May they get a revelation. Because this, historically speaking, just doesn't usually end well for countries. God bless America, please. Maybe now more than ever, at least in my lifetime, things are just changing so quickly. My goodness. BrianSussman.com, the website, Facebook, Brian Sussman Show, Instagram, Brian Sussman Show. God bless you, my friends. Until next time. <laughs>